Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the infield fly rule. So most people probably have heard of this, but would you mind defining it as it's seen in the rule of baseball? In the definition of terms, an infield fly is a fair fly ball, not including a line drive or a bunt, which can be caught by an infielder with ordinary effort. (laughs) When first and second or first, second, and third bases are occupied and there's less than two outs, the pitcher, catcher, and any outfielder who stations himself in the infield on the play shall be considered infielders for the purpose of this rule. So there's a lot you just went over there. Would you mind giving our casual fans just an easy definition or an easy approach to this? Yep, easy way to think of it is if the batter hits the ball and it goes... It's a pop fly in the infield, okay. and there's there's men on base. The batter is automatically out if there's less than two outs. That's really the, the easiest way to think about it. Okay. Well, and this is one of those rules we talk about a lot that easy to think of all of the different history that might pour into this rule being what it is. Where would you start in defining the history of this rule? Yeah, You have to go actually go back to 1895. Wow. Um, the National League added this rule. Because what was happening was a team would get a man on base and then the next batter would pop the ball up. Well, the infielders were letting the ball, intentionally not catching the ball, letting it drop, and then they could easily turn a double play because the the runner who's on base, of course, he's staying on his base because he's intending to tag up. So it was turning into all these double plays where it it just, yeah, it was kind of a, it was not cheating, but it was, it wasn't really fair. So they put the rule in that says if there's a pop fly in the infield and there's men on base and there's less than two outs, batters automatically out, whether the player catches the ball or not. Okay. And just because we were talking a little bit before this, you were mentioning a rule or an effect in 1901. Do you mind just reminding me of that? Yeah. So in 1901, um, that's when the... The American League added the rule, and then they added a couple, made a couple of amendments to the rule. In 1904, they said that line drives are not part of infield fly. Got so it. up until then, if you hit a line drive, it was also called an infield fly. <laughs> um, and then in 1920, they added bunts to that as well. So if you okay. bunt the ball and it goes straight up in the air, it's not an infield fly situation. All right, interesting. So. Now that we've kind of gone over the history, do you have any notes or things that stand out that you want to hit? Yeah, the biggest example, somewhat recent, was that back in, in 2012, there was a wild card game between the Cardinals and the Braves. And wild card games are one and done, right? So it's not a series. It's a winner goes on, loser goes home. Mm-hmm. And a player from the Braves uh, hit a pop fly into what was considered the infield, although the ball did travel into shallow left field. The umpires ended up calling a infield fly, and as a result, the the cardinal player catches the ball, batters out, and things progressed from there. And essentially, the cardinals ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. So it was you know a lot of contention around that because they felt like the ball was far enough out of the infield to not be an infield fly. Baseball reviewed it. They they basically said, no, that was the right call, and they stand by that today. I'm sure if you ask Braves fans, uh, they would say <laughs> it was not an infield fly situation, but it was called that. So there's always some gray area between what is considered the infield and outfield. It's not just where the dirt ends. It's really it's a judgment call by the umpire. Okay. 
Well, thank you for kind of bringing that through. I would highly encourage people just to see it. It is one of those moments where just by watching it, you get a better sense of this rule. And we've talked about it and how it's better defined and actually put into play. So I'd highly encourage people to go see it. It's worth your time. So with that, we'd like to end this podcast with, is it a good rule? Is it a bad rule? Is it neutral? How are you feeling? I think it's a good rule um, for obvious reasons, right? I mean, you don't want to have an infielder purposefully drop the ball or miss the ball so they can turn a double play. It just doesn't make sense. So it's a good rule. That's why it was put in over 100 years ago, and it's definitely needed in today's game. Yeah, I'm going to go with your expertise on most of this. For me, baseball, it's a little tougher for me to wrap my mind around because I don't consume it as much as you do. I will say I'm interested to see how the infield fly and infield shift mesh together, Mm -hmm. especially with that being added to the game, and we're seeing that more commonly. Uh, However, I think that it is one of these rules that it helps clean the game up a lot. So I'm going to lean towards it being a positive rule. All right. Any parting thoughts before we head out? Nope, I don't think so. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and tune in next time for another Dumb Rule. Dumb Rule.